days at the playground or right out in the street. Baseball making life complete. Hi, I'm Steve Ferroli, and you're listening to the podcast of Ted Williams League Official Headquarters. Tonight, I'm going to go it alone because I feel this subject is best coming directly from me. It has been said that understanding why and believing in why will motivate and solve every how. And I think that's very well said. In this episode, we're going to talk about why the Ted Williams League has done what it has done, why I spent all those years studying children's baseball, and what the results and benefits for you could be. Before we get to why, I want to talk about why not, or how come, or why didn't. (laughs) And one question is, I remember one day a few years back, one of my co-workers was asking me why I didn't have a bunch of AAU teams. It's about college age or so. And he said, geez, you could, you know, you have your own fields and your own indoor place and your own overnight camp and day camp. And why don't you have a bunch of AAU teams? Because you could get, you know, a couple thousand dollars a player. You have 10 teams and you'd make a bunch of money. (laughs) And of course, I'm just looking at him. I'm staring at him. And uh, if you don't know the answer to that question, I think it is a very interesting question to ask. I will answer that question at the end of this podcast. Why not have local little leagues or Babe Ruth or AAU programs just play by Ted Williams League rule? I mean, why not? We've decreased hit batters by about half, 48%. We have never had a case of Little League Elbow, which a college study revealed to affect about 33% of every boy that plays in the traditional format. So why not just have the local leagues play by our rules? Why don't they just play by our rules for the safety of our children? I'll answer that question at the end of this podcast. And maybe my favorite is, why did old Ted Williams, why didn't old Ted Williams, he was 75 or so at the time, when I basically asked him to co-found the Ted Williams League with me. Why didn't he just say, Steve, I love you, but I'm too tired. I can, you know, this is, you're talking about 24 major changes uh, between the ages of 5 and, you know, 15, 16 years old. I'm too tired, you know. Well, why didn't he? It would make sense, wouldn't it, that he would just bypass this. But instead, he was passionate about it right up until he died. As a matter of fact, at one point he would not be interviewed unless the interviewer agreed to talk about the Ted Williams League. I'll answer that question at the end of this podcast. As a physical education major, one of my favorite courses at Bridgewater State University was taught by a brilliant professor named Ann Coakley. And it was called The Philosophy of Sport. And it was all about the why. What is sport? 
and why is it a sport? Why are we doing this? Why are we going out there in the rain or snow? Why are we putting our kids out there? Why are we working so hard or paying all this money? For what reason and for what end? For what gain? Why are we doing this? There was no right and wrong answer to a lot of our classes, which often were discussion-based, but the class had us all thinking, that's for sure, including the professor herself. After 54 years of a combined baseball playing and coaching experience, I can tell you why I love baseball, why I played, and why I continue to go out there for children and young adults every day of my life. Simply put, it is because baseball, when played correctly and fairly, is a great dress rehearsal for life itself. I'm going to say that again. It is because when baseball is played correctly and fairly, fairly being a key part of that, this sentence, it is a great dress rehearsal for life itself. I mean, the design of the game, you know, its pace, schedule, and requirements are very similar to those required in life. And yes, I do mean this in comparison to other sports and activities as well. I played three sports in high school. I played two in college as a physical education major. I was exposed to just about every sport you can imagine. Uh, badminton, lacrosse, tennis, swimming, uh, flag football, soccer. You know, I had to wrestling. I had to uh, gymnastics. Had to understand all these things and more, yeah, far more than that. I am not going to go into any more detail with this right now because to explain why baseball to me is like life itself sounds like a fun podcast of its own and I'd like to kind of save that and maybe hear some of your comments. There's a t-shirt, <laughs> baseball is life, you know, I mean, so I'm not, this is no, uh, I don't mean it like that though, I mean it differently than that. But, you know, this is no, uh, you know, um, <laughs> fantastic uh, idea of my own. But I do believe that the game's pace and its requirements and its schedule are very much like life. And we'll talk about that another time. The point I want to drive home here is that a good baseball experience is like having a really smart and strict big brother or a third parent or general support system to your parenting. Now, if that is true, and I completely believe it to be true, when the game is played correctly and fairly, what is the value of that? What is the value of your child's future, of his character. Or in my way of thinking, the children of our country or the world. Uh, if baseball is a dress rehearsal for life, 
What is the value of baseball being played correctly? It's invaluable. Hands down, invaluable. Some of the smartest people in the world would say that you want to prepare your child to fit in and to work hard and to, you know, see themselves and to progress themselves mentally and physically. All those things are in baseball. The problem here, and perhaps <laughs> this will be why so many parents over the years have listened to me rant about dimensions or equipment and stared back to me with like a deer in headlights because I'm, you know, talking about something they really do not thoroughly understand. It's very advanced. It reminds me of when someone lifts the hood with this crazy idea that they're actually going to make a difference when they lift up the hood of their car to fix something. And the truth of the matter is, is there's only a very small percentage of the population that understands what they're looking at when they lift up the hood of a car. <laughs> the problem is that the youth game between the ages, or say from 14 slash 15 and down, down to five years old, is a double train wreck. It is just a mess. In the game itself, due to improper dimensions and equipment, is not getting its fair chance to rehearse our children. In other leagues, this dress rehearsal is as if only one curtain opens, or like um, half the, the, the characters, their play script, half of it is erased. You know, each character is missing half the script. It's like an engine running on half its cylinders. And therefore, not only is youth baseball, the game itself, restrained from its mother game, but also its players, coaches, umpires, administration, and I'll go as far as to say its sponsors as well are restrained. Their efforts, their money, their, their time is put into something that's not as good. It's an illusion. In my opinion, it's not baseball at all. Do you want to be part of a system where at least 20%, at least 20% of its players hurt their arms? Or where batters are hit by pitches twice as much as they should be? And are you paying for this? Or paying to support it? Doesn't sound like good parenting to me. Or coaching. Or administration. And you know, it's time for the disclaimer again. I'm not picking on the hundreds of thousands of people worldwide that put this great game on the field the best they can some of them are saints. They really are. Um, some of them are coconuts. We know that. You got your, your, There's a small percentage that should never step on a baseball field in their lifetime. And we all know that. And that's going to that's gonna happen in every profession, every occupation, every activity. It's just the way it is. So we can't get away from that. But 
it's it's sad to think that the format, not the people, the format's restricting the people. And that's sad. I think back to playing when I was in Little League Baseball on the streets of Boston. And I remember my coaches. Alan Zeus was one of them. Tom Holmberg and Phil Ambrosino. I played at Savin Hill. For the guys that are local, you're heading to Fenway Park on Route 3. Right about when you hit the gas tanks there, that field right on the right. That's where I pitched my last game of Little League. The Mets, we won it. I pitched. <laughs> and uh, I feel bad to think now of all the people that put that program. What a great program it was. It was called the Tri-District League. Fantastic program. Hard-working people. Did a great job. Great league. And looking back, it was restrained. And I can remember the feeling of it. I can remember where I felt restrained. If you are in the traditional youth baseball format, you are playing in a format that is restricting its players and everyone connecting to it. Again, I'll say it. The format is not baseball at all. Here's another way of looking at it. If your player is 12 or under on a 17-inch plate with an adult baseball with a pitcher throwing downhill from a mound, in my opinion, your player is in an unsafe and outdated environment. It is like an old bus with a new paint job every year. Name on the back, new uniform, embroidery. But underneath that uniform is where the format lies because that player has to deal with the format. He has to deal with the rules and the equipment and the dimensions. And underneath that paint job, no seat belts, no power steering, no brakes, no air conditioning. You gonna put your kid on that bus? Not me. I had started a video series which can be found on YouTube at Ted Williams slash Steve Faroli Baseball. That's our YouTube channel. And if you click on the playlist entitled Saving Youth Baseball, the clips will play in chronological order. So if you want a detailed breakdown, historical breakdown, because I go right back to the inception of youth baseball, you can get that information there, and I highly recommend it. You know, un, you know, it's to the mums and dads that listen to this and wondered over the years, is this guy crazy, you know? <laughs> well, if you watch this presentation, you continue to listen to this podcast. I don't think you'll think I'm crazy at all. I think what you'll really think is that I care about children and I care about their future. And as a phys ed major, that's exactly what sport is supposed to do, in my opinion. And I sat in those classes, you know. I just didn't get, up out, get out of bed and make this up, you know. There are 15 video clips in that series, by the way, and they're about four minutes in length. And again, it can be found at Ted Williams slash Steve Faroli Baseball is the name of the YouTube channel. And it tracks it through from the late 40s and explains all the problems in detail. The series is not completed yet, as 
it was the decision of the Ted Williams League that we should create a podcast to support the clips, to kind of hit it from video and audio. And that's what we did. But the video presentation will be completed. And we have committed to taking the video clips and combining them into a podcast. So maybe the first five or six will be another a podcast kind of strung together. So without going into detail about what is wrong with youth baseball, because that's really the job of the the Saving Youth Baseball series, to really detail it. And of course, we'll always be talking about it here. But it, it's complicated. And it, it is. I like my analogy of the bus or the analogy of lifting the hood. It's not something simple. It is algebraic and geometric. With children's future and safety in the balance. Too bad we got to do the work. That's how I always saw it. So to answer the questions earlier, why don't I have 10 AAU teams? Because I cannot help your child in that environment. It's unsafe. Half the plays of the game are either impossible or extremely difficult because of the way it is set up. And in my opinion, uh, again, it's really not baseball at all. It looks like baseball. It seems like baseball, but it's not. Because if you take out the percentage or average percentage of a lot of these plays, what do you have? And probably the best way to summarize all that is I value my Bridgewater State education, your child's well-being, and the craftsmanship, the craftsmanship that's supposed to be stitched in that flag that I have flying at the Ted Williams League field. I value that more than any size of pile of money. I'm proud to be correct for the common good And my old truck runs just fine, by the way. Oh, so why don't the local leagues jump in? That was another question in the beginning. Why don't the local leagues just jump in? Well, they can't. They're governed by their headquarters. Either AAU or Babe Ruth or Little League, and there's other leagues as well, you know. They can't. They can't just say, oh, we're going to play by Ted Williams League rule. And you know what's sad about that is a lot of them might want to. I've heard this for years. I've got a couple of guys on the board, and they bring up the Ted Williams League, and, oh, forget it. No, no, they want to do that because Ted Williams League is very fair. And a lot of times what you have on some of these boards is you have guys that are there for their own agenda, their own kid, you know, the All-Stars, the tournament, you know, this lore of the big tournament. It's another thing that irritates me. I won't even watch it. You know, the Little League World Series on TV, I just, I, I just skip right over it. I won't even, not, I won't give it a second of my time because it's out of scale. It doesn't make sense to me. 
it could be something beautiful and it's, you know, anything but that. And there, another thing they do is this social. Oh, my buddy, my buddy. You know, we're not we're not really those people. Ted Williams League believes in the game. You know, I, you know, like oh, I'm gonna play little league because Joey is and Billy. Well, we understand that to some degree, and there's certainly some social in the Ted Williams League, but we're there to play baseball, and you know, um, the socializing is hey. You know, nice hit, Freddie, or a nice, nice catch, Patrick. It's not, you know, it's baseball oriented, and I think that's another mistake, especially in the screen age we live in. We need to, we need quality in our physical activities, because they're being lured away by, you know, thumbs on a screen, and you know what I mean there. That might be a podcast in itself too. Don't even get me going. So that's kind of the problem there. And like I said, I've had in the past guys that are on boards and they suggested this and they got, you know, um, beaten up in the back room. I'm kidding, but kind of, you know. So why didn't Ted Williams dodge my request? When I say to Steve, I love you, but... No, you know, uh, I'm too tired. I'm 75 years old. I I can't be watching all these videotapes and talking to you on the phone. And I, I, I just can't do it. I'm, I, I can't do it. Because people that love children don't back down to their safety and well-being. Ted Williams is an American hero. Ted Williams has done his share of hard, whether it be the point man of the Jimmy Fund, um, <laughs> a veteran, a fighter pilot, not to mention him being the number one forefather of technical hitting, and in my opinion, the greatest hitter per bat that ever played this game to date. He's done hard. He also was a great fisherman, by the way. He's in the Fishing Hall of Fame as well. This guy's not foreign to hard work. So, whether he was 75 with aches and pains or not, he knew I was right. He knew who I was. He could hear what I was saying. He did the math. And my big conversations with him, and this conversation will be on this podcast, till the day I die. Prove me wrong. It would be a pleasure for somebody to do so. No, No takers. They'll get on that bus every year, but no takers. You know? So, Ted Williams wasn't going to back down because that's what, you know, good men protect their children. And I'm not backing down either. That sort of thing. So, what's the solution here? What, what can we do? You know, you know I, I don't want to sound like, you know, you know, we're all through Gulliver or... You know, uh, Debbie Donald, wah, 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 <laughs> for my, uh, I'm updating myself now for you old Saturday Night Live crew there. But, um, I, you know, I don't want, I, this is actually a very positive thing. We're trying to, you know, uh, you know, make improvement, get better, you know, spiral up. That sort of mentality. Can't do it by myself. 
And I've identified the baseball parent as the most, imper most important person in this whole equation. It's not the Little League or Babe Ruth or AAU, the Ted Williams League or any other league. It's the baseball parent understanding what it is they're doing and why. They we're back to why. You're going to get on that bus? You're going to endanger your son's elbow or daughter's elbow? One of my favorite players this year was a, a girl who played in our A division. She had a great time, learned a ton, did a fantastic job playing. Are you going to um, put your child in, in, in a... In a, in a out-of-scale, out-of-date environment again and pay maybe, God only knows how much you're paying for it. That's, that don't even get me going there. So what can we do? Well, here's a couple of suggestions. Um, if you are on a town or city baseball board, and I'm talking right now, this is the fall, I think it's what is today, uh, September 17th, 2021. We're on the field. Email us, tedwilliamsleague at yahoo.com. Email's better. tedwilliamsleague at yahoo.com. Because emails, I can work on at 11 o'clock at night or 6 in the morning. You know, I love email. Email us and say, we want to play. We want to come and play by your rules. Well, we'll see what it's like. And we'll prep you for all of it. We'll set up a time at the field. You come down and play. Maybe you get two teams. You know, you say you're, you know, I'm just top of my head. Say you, you get a couple of teams down the Cape or a couple of teams in Rhode Island, 12-year-old teams, 11, 12, whatever it is. Talk to us. We'll talk back to you. This is important. I need you. I need you to do this. Well, come play us. You know, or we might have a team here you can play, or you can bring two teams. Come and play. We'll umpire. Use our field, and you'll get a taste of what it is. And in, in the presentation, which will probably a handout or maybe some sort of podcast or a video, or maybe we'll video the game, which would be really fun. So there's one idea. Come and play us. You know, if, if you are on a board of directors in a city or town, you could come play us. Perhaps this podcast and the video presentation is all you need, and you might say, hey, at this level and this level, or at all our levels, we're playing by Ted Williams League rule. We'll have our own damn tournament. What's the matter with that? You've got our full support. We're committed to it. You know? So there's another idea. You could just jump, you know, drop Little League or Babe Ruth or A.E. and say, we're not doing this because it doesn't make sense. We're not doing it. We don't need no big... You know, my kid doesn't need a big tournament. What he needs to is he needs to get better. He needs to understand how he got better in relation to himself from one day to the next. He doesn't need to go traveling here or there with his name on his back, make him believe he's something he's not. Yeah. I sound like the old man now. <laughs> Imagine that miracle movie, right? The name on the front of the shirt is a lot more important than the one on the back. God, that's my favorite sports movie, without question. I should contact Kurt Russell. I should do that. He's a big baseball guy. His father was a baseball fanatic. i got to put that on the list. Anybody knows Kurt that he has this, tell him to get in touch with me. He'd love this. I'm going to do that. i got to get on that. 
Kurt Russell, track him down. He's a good player, too. So, anyway, um, so you could come here and play. Oh, so, so now, you, let's say you're an interested dad, a mom. Whether you're near or far away, you're like, boy, I'd really like to do this, but there's no, I can't. I don't know how to do it. What do I do? Well, my suggestion for you would be to play in what we call short form. Get yourself 15 to 18 kids, that's all you need, and then play in short form. And if you're close enough to us, you can play us as well. Or we'll let you know if there's someone else that's close to you that is also doing this. And you can play them as well. And we'll guide you through every step of the way. So here's what short form is, so you can follow along. Short form is, my high school coach was used to do it all the time, Mike Farrell. I and Mike Farrell. God, I think of him all the time. He's one of my true idols. He'd say, okay, you know, Tatey, you're on that team, and uh, Barron, you're on that team, Farrelly, you're on this team, and Bandoni, you're on that team, and, you know, the other Tatey, you're on this team, and Clap, you're on that team, and and he'd break us all up into three different teams. Then we try to kill each other, right? We're going to try to win. And, you know, maybe there was, I can't remember, but there might have been a bet on it with a the losing teams had a run or something, you know, something like that. I can't remember exactly, but what a great idea. He was a, he was a phys ed major in short form. And that's not an uncommon baseball drill. But what it allows you to do is to operate under Ted Williams League rule with 18 kids. I don't care where you are. You're in Ohio, fire it up. We'll guide you every step of the way for nothing. Do it. You'd be doing a, a people a great service. You make a few bucks on the doing it as well, so be it. God, so be it. You know, we'll run the whole thing by you. We'll get you everything you need, hats, shirts, whatever you need. We'll get it. We'll get it all done for you. Fire it up. So, there's an idea to go ahead and play in short form. And then another thing would be, you know, and that could be anywhere from ages... 5 to 14 short form. We play in short form at times. We don't have enough kids and we're in short form. Nothing wrong with that. As a matter of fact, in a lot of ways it's better. Because I'll give you an example. Let's say I'm in short form and there's only five guys on my team. Well, guess what? I'm batting six times that day. You know, I was, I was, I was dreaming for that as a kid. I'd get up once or twice or three times. That was it. And half the time I was walking because I know we could throw strikes. So that's what short form is. And again, uh, anywhere from the ages of four, uh, from five years old to 14. So that's something to consider. So I hope this podcast has been informative in relationship to why um, the Ted Williams League is doing what it's doing. You know, why Ted co-founded it. And maybe be a little bit helpful uh, helpful for you when you look at the other format. If you watch the presentation, you're going to understand more and more about it, and you're going to say, "Boy, you know, yeah, I don't, I don't want my son doing that." And you know, it'd be a great day for me when a town calls me up and says, "We're jumping to Ted Williams League specification. What can you do to help us?" That's going to be one of the best days of my life. But it's not. It's it's for the strong. It's for the logical. It's not for the followers. On the Ted Williams podcast description, at the bottom, I made sure that the Ted Williams League put in 
not for traditional youth baseball followers. They're not for you. So just keep doing what you're doing. Don't listen to our podcast. Don't do this. I can't help you. There's nothing I can do. If you're not tough enough to defend your own children, nothing I can do. Well, one step better. I wish Little League Baseball called me up and said, Steve, we're in. We're going to do it. I'm talking headquarters. Call me up and say, what do we got to do? And I remember contacting them in the 80s. And I contacted them. I had the letter for years. And it was, I think I ripped it up in a fit of rage one day, as a matter of fact. But I had uh, I'd contacted them. I said, this is what I found. This is what we found. Would you consider changing the width of home plate? Blah, 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 da, 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 da. And no, this has never been a problem in the past. Well, you don't know what you're talking about, Little League. And again, you know, uh, did they put the time in? I did no. They mean no. I understand that. I get that. But that doesn't mean what they're doing is correct. And it doesn't mean that their children are benefiting from as well as they could. Because they're not. And it's a shame. They called me up and said, can we do this? I'd say, boy, that'd be the greatest. What a fantastic day that would be for sport. It would just be an unbelievable day. But they're not going to call. <laughs> they're not calling. They're not calling. You know? So anyway, um, a couple of things. Let's do the contact information again, which is important. Remember the YouTube channel, which I probably should have brought up in the other podcasts. Uh, is Ted Williams slash Steve Faroli Baseball. That's on YouTube. On Facebook, we have a Ted Williams Baseball League page. Our website is under construction, but we'll be coming out of the block all updated soon. We've been working on that. We're going to have an online store and all sorts of things and have all the videos stored there and really try to make it something supporting this quest. Um... And our email is tedwilliamsleague at yahoo.com. And that's it. And I hope um, I hope that this has been helpful for you to get, again, uh, to understand why, uh, to understand our passion. And, and, uh, and we know it's hard. And to understand that again, I'll say again as I close out, we're not criticizing the people, we're criticizing the format. And it's time for... An, up, an upgrade. And in this fantastic technological world we live in, um, it is time, it's something that can be done, I think, very easily by the communication skills we've been granted uh, in, the, in the last 20 years. And that's it. So I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. I'm Steve Faroli from Hanson, Massachusetts. Get a good pitch to hit. I called on you to spark up all my fun. Days at the playground or right out in the street. Baseball made.